You're listening to That Entertainment Podcast with Andy Leroy, chatting to the artists behind what's on in Adelaide right now. Winner of the Frank Ford Award and Made in Adelaide Award, Joanne Hartstone presents her third solo performance at this year's Fringe Festival, The Reichstag is Burning. We had a chat about the show and how an unease about creeping fascism inspired her to craft her latest offering. Because of the year I had last year, um, I actually took a contract, a short, very short-term contract, teaching history uh, to Year 10s uh, at the school that I do belief teaching at. And they asked me, you know, could you start teaching history from the Treaty of Versailles in 1919 all the way up to Second World War uh, and beyond? And I thought, all right, sure, I can do that. And as I was doing it and I was watching what happened in Weimar Republic, which was a very forward-thinking, progressive, democratic society that was born out of trauma, really, from First World War. And I was watching what happened with this, um, the political machinations that opened the, opened the door to fascism. And I thought, oh gosh, I've seen this happening in the world at the moment. This is, you know, history is repeating itself. Look at what's happening in America. So when Hitler came to power, he was given the opportunity to become chancellor through the other right-wing parties, the conservative right-wing parties. And also that's what happened with Trump. He was, you know, it was the Republicans who gave him the platform to be there. So it was sort of conservative voices pairing with a nationalist uh, voice. And conservatives always think that they can control the nationalists, but actually, no, they can't. And then, of course, this year there was a, I'm not going to say there was a purge on culture, but there was a halting of culture because of the global pandemic. And when Hitler came into power, he immediately purged the culture of Weimar Republic. So homosexuality and pornography were banned within three weeks. Then if you wanted to um, become a creator of culture, you had to register. And anyone who was not Aryan was not allowed to register. So suddenly there was this control of the narrative that was coming out uh, into, in the guise of entertainment. And Weimar Cabaret was absolutely a political entity. Um, it was highly sceptical of um, political parties. It was satirical. It was hedonistic and sexy and, and all of the things that now we look at it and we think what an amazing time to be alive. But then that was very quickly shut down. So the Reichstag is burning is set in this period of the purge of, on culture. So starting um, in 1933 in January when Hitler becomes chancellor and then it ends when the cabaret club, the catacombs that um, I have set my show in, they get shut down by Joseph Goebbels and then the aftermath of that. It uses the style of Weimar's cabaret and all of the elements. So you've got um, song, obviously, you've got... Uh, story, monologue, you've got um, some stand-up, comedy, satire, dance, but it's all reimagined in a modern way. So there's projection, automation, huge lighting design, haze, lasers, strobes, gosh, you name it, like our, our warning list. It's quite, <laughs> it's <production>. quite yeah. <laughs> <laughs> been, you know, really amazing to create that with Tom. 
Um, and also we've been working with a designer, George Court, who has been in lockdown in Scotland, in, in Edinburgh, for you know pretty much the past year. Uh, and we said to him, you know, you've got some time on your hands. Would you like to help us run a festival and also make a show? Uh, and so between uh, myself and Tom and George, we've spent hundreds of hours looking through, you know, old footage and propaganda and things which has actually been quite disturbing to look at. Must have been quite difficult not to get disturbed by it, though, you know, drawing the comparisons between what we've been going through in the last few years. Yeah, it, well, that was a motivating factor, actually. You know, mm. if we could see, if I could see what was the parallels, that's the warning of the show. You know, it's 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 not an ode to the Nazis. It's definitely a <laughs> watch what happened and don't you think this is happening again, folks? Don't you think that yeah. democracy is fragile? Um, and art is so important because it holds leaders accountable no matter what side of the aisle they're on. Um, so, Which is usually the reason why it's one of the first things to be shut down in that type of scenario. It's also one of the reasons I think that the arts find it difficult to get funding through government. Um, mm. I think that South Australia does fund uh, the arts as much as, you know, well, I'll say as much as they are. There's always an extra million that they could throw in, I think. Which we could always do it difference. more. They could always be doing more, and I think they should be doing more, although I do have to say that I think that um, the South Australian government's response to COVID with emergency grants and extra funding for Fringe and all those sorts of things, I think that that has been really quite excellent. So I don't want to, you know, fight hand that feeds me <laughs> <laughs> of course not but it is important to i guess observe that in general arts tend to be at the bottom of the funding list because there are other things that take precedence and sometimes there are things that you know like sporting events you know i'm not going to downplay the importance of sporting events but they don't seem to get the equal footing of other things that I'd like are to downplay the importance of sporting events a little bit, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come yeah, on. Uh, to be controversial. Um, you know, there was a I was joke trying to be polite, theater. sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, don't be polite. Um, at our theatre, there was a bit of a running joke that maybe we should put up some white goalposts and have a ball being thrown around on stage <laughs> and we could increase capacity. Not a bad idea. Maybe you can start some engines revving in the background. That's been missing. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) You know, I think that there's a, you know, I don't quite understand why it's not equal footing. And I don't think that necessarily our community does embrace sport more than the arts. The arts sell more tickets than sport. And it contributes much more. I think sport's safer for governments because people don't have to think. To watch sport, they can think about the tactics. They can look at what's being kicked or thrown or, or whatever. But it, I don't think that this is going out on a limb. I don't think it makes people think the same way that the arts do. Isn't that convenient? <laughs> this is the paranoid mm. version of that entertainment yeah. podcast. I mean, you know, there's also <laughs> well, you know, I think that there's, um, you know, how do you make sure good art gets made? And this is the difficulty, and this actually, you know, it takes money to make sure that the funds are going to the correct people. But we're stuck in a funding cycle in which people are spending so much time applying for grants rather than making the work. Yeah. You know, like, you kind of have to make your work on paper and justify it all to get the money to then begin to make the work. 
And that system, I think, is, is flawed. Yeah, I tend to agree. So from where you sit and where you bring your craft out into the world, why theatre? Well, theatre has always been um, my go-to. And I suppose it's, you know, because when I was a child, it was, the internet was not a thing. Um, maybe thankfully, I don't know. <laughs> I still think about that. I'm glad I, you know, I didn't have social media uh, through my high school. Very, very glad. Um, but, you know, theatre was always that kind of immediate uh, response. It was something that you could create. You could create magic because it would be live in front of people. And, you know, the tricks were very different to, to create that magic. I think that theatre is still the genre for me that I know the most about. And it's the way that I know I can utilise my knowledge and the skill set and the, and the device of theatre in order to reach people and say something, whether that's something funny, whether that's something beautiful, whether that's something important. So I think why theatre? Well, I think theatre goes back to, you know, the beginnings of culture. We want to present, we want to watch, we want to be entertained, we want to have an experience that takes us away from the everyday um, and fills us up and gives us something else to think about and changes the narrative of our lives. I love what you're actually doing, though, in actually using the new technology to the advantage of this art form. So rather than yeah. supplant it with a film or a TV production, what you're doing is inviting people into your theatre now with this technology, I think is lovely. Yes, and to, what Tom has done is, because of his knowledge of cameras, in The Ragstrike is Burning, he's actually placed several design elements in there which look better on the live stream. And I don't want to ruin it too much, but there's there's certain laser effects that look like, what? How are they doing that? In real life, it looks pretty, but when you see it on camera, it's like, it's, it's like jaw dropping. So this is where the new hybrid art form is coming in. You know, it, it, we are keeping that sense of theater, as in stage, audience, Etc. But then we want to have that eye that can be a really clever eye on behalf of the people watching from wherever they're watching from. It can be a phone, a laptop. It gets it really accessible and you just need an internet connection and you can watch us from around the world, which is so exciting. Black Box Live, yay! Yay! <laughs> well, it's the innovation I think we've been waiting for for years but never ever knew that we needed. Yeah. And who doesn't love Weimar Cabaret? That Entertainment Podcast. Subscribe now on your favourite podcast service to hear more interviews about what's happening in Adelaide Entertainment as it happens. Head to our website for more content, thatentertainmentpodcast.com.au. A welcome change media production.